Welcome, everyone. I want to start by telling you why this podcast exists. Here's the thing. If you get out of bed in the morning, you are impacting someone with your life. We are telling a story, and every day is like one chapter in that story. The time will come when there are no more chapters to write, and the people we care about and the people that come after us will simply be reading our book. I don't know about you, but I am not that great of a storyteller, so I have to find an outline to follow. The most amazing outline that I have found is the one that Jesus gave us with his life. This podcast is about talking to people using that outline to write their own amazing stories. Our podcast is produced by Be Fun, Be Kind Podcasts. If you would like to explore podcasting yourself, Check out BeFunBeCon.com to learn how to create impactful conversation through podcasting. That's also where you can learn more about our mission and even partner with us through our journey. You can find us at BeFunBeCon.com forward slash Jesus taught me that. We would also love if you would just share this podcast with someone. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are talking about how to use your creative passions to impact those around you. And we have Terry Nightingale with us, who has done just that throughout his life and with his ministry. Terry, it's great to have you on. You have really used this as part of your mission. You moved to Australia a few years back, and you said, this is a calling that I have. I want to identify and get people to Walk along with my ministry of making music, of writing books that uniquely impact them and uniquely bring their skill sets out. I know you have a podcast now as well. Really looking forward to diving into some of this. One of the questions that we always start off with, Terry, is how is the message of Christ impacting your life specifically just within the past year or the last few months? Just walk us through what's going on in your life right now, if you would. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Brent. Thanks so much for having me on your show. And yeah, what's God been doing in my life in the last year or so? Every time I think about my life, I believe I'm still young. And then I look in the mirror and I, th- and I realize I'm actually in my 60s now. And I think, oh my goodness, where's all the time gone? And I, I became a Christian when I was uh, 19. So uh, a lot of years have passed. Well, see, what's God teaching me now? I, I guess some things are an ongoing thing with the Lord, aren't they? and still learning to hear his voice, still learning to meet with in the scriptures, still wanting to be doing his will, not mine. All of that is an ongoing journey, really. I have the privilege of leading a small church. I've been a pastor for a few years now, and in the southern suburbs of of Perth. And so, yeah, just wanting to be just in tune with what God is saying to us now, today, so that we're heading in the right direction. One of the things I love about learning that journey of hearing from God is His Word is always fresh and alive. When I became a Christian, one of the things that God gave me was a real love for His Word, and that's never left me. And I love it that you can open the book and still be hit with something even if you've read it a hundred times before and and I think that's probably my my present journey really is that I'm still learning new things from the scriptures and still wanting to apply them to, to my life and, and into my church setting so still excited what God is doing still excited about his word and still wanting to say 
in our modern world with so many changes that are going on in our world his word is still absolutely fresh and current and relevant to everything that we're doing so i guess that would probably be the main thing that's really hitting me at the moment is his word is still relevant today more than relevant his his word is still life today Wow, that's so true, isn't it? You were talking about we are getting older, which is certainly true. I was reading some of your devotions that you put out. And so for our audience, Terry puts out these four-minute devotions, sort of these sort of bite-sized devotions that is based around different topics. But one of the ones that popped out to me was about age. It was about getting older. And it was about talking about identifying with life, identifying with the message of Christ as you continue to get older and how we can still find strength through that in different stages of our life as we age, how we can find our purpose and our skill set continually increasing as we get older and how we can use that to continue to have our own ministry and continue to impact people around us in really powerful ways. I'm glad that was a blessing to you. Yeah. The Word of God is still so powerful today, isn't it? And I think it's under attack, to be honest. I think there's a lot more people who I think the phrase is deconstructing, aren't they? They're starting to doubt what they're reading and they're starting to say, oh, no, science has proved this or whatever. God doesn't change and his word doesn't change. And, and so if the scriptures are God's word, and I believe absolutely they are, then that doesn't change. And it is still powerful enough to change somebody's life. So, yeah, I, I love it that he can bring new insights into his word and then share them with others. It's a great yeah. Terry, kind of walk us through how you have really been able to implement some of your creative mindset into your ministry and really been able to impact other people with that. And maybe just walk us through the journey that you have been through. I really want to pull out to the audience how they can pattern after that, because you have a really, you have a really neat process that you've been through and, and just using your personal creative skill sets to develop sort of your own ministry. Actually, I think that's part of your I think that's part of your message, Terry. You have the saying that we all we all have a creativity in us that needs to be pushed out into the world. And so if you yeah. would just walk us through your journey of that. I believe that if we serve a creator God, you've only got to look at creation and just say, wow, God is awesome. It's so amazing. It's so big. It's so intricate. It's so beautiful. And God has made us in his own image. That's what the Bible teaches us. We are made in his image. And so if we're made in his image, if we're made in the image of the creator God, we ought to be the most creative people on the planet. So therefore, I find it helpful to believe that God has put creativity in me. And I believe he has in the heart of every believer. And one of the joys of being a Christian is discovering the gifts that he's given you and then working on those gifts and honing them and making them beautiful and using them and then seeing how God uses them. For me, I guess probably two areas have been gifts that I felt the Lord's given me and, and to work on. And so early on, when I was uh, in my teens and actually leading up to becoming a Christian, I was really into music and uh, really into songwriting, actually. I've never had the joy of a song of mine going around the world or anything like that. Very jealous of Chris Tomlin and people like that. But uh, my songs have been used in some church. And I think one of the things that, one of the battles, if you like, that I had early on as a young Christian was, do I have the right to push my 
thing on other people. If I'm writing songs, do I have that? Should I be, does that, am I just putting myself forward? If I sing a song that I've written in church, am I just elevating myself? And I think that's maybe a battle that that some people might feel. Are, are they just push, pushing their, their own ministry forward? I realised after a while that God has given me something that honours him and has the power to bless others, then use it to his glory. And, and sometimes we have to have that inner battle. And, and, and sometimes it's good to have that inner battle because it's, it helps us to search our heart and it helps us to come to a place time and time again before the Lord and say, God, I don't want to do this to elevate me. I want to do this for your glory. So in a way, it's good to have those battles. But I think when we have those inner battles, we shouldn't just give up and hide things away. I was always struck by that famous parable of the talents. And we don't know, there's different versions of that, isn't there? I think there's two, isn't there? And one talks about, one uses the word talents and another uses another word. And uh, is Jesus talking about creative abilities or is he talking about money or is he talking about resources? Maybe he meant different things at different times. For sure, he probably told the story more than once. I don't want to be the guy that hides it under the ground and it's never used. I want to be the guy that keeps using it and keeps using it and keeps using it. But yeah, so one of the things I do today is, and one of the things I want to do today actually more, is I want to try and encourage others who have a songwriting and just to try and get alongside them and say, hey, go for it. And if I can be helpful in, if you're, having, if you're stuck with some lyrics or something like that, let's help each other and let's use our creativity. So, and so one of the joys of recent, more recently, my son is a much more proficient musician and songwriter than I am. We've had the joy of writing some songs together and he's, he's about to put out some music professionally, which is really exciting. And I've connected with a couple of people in, in other countries who have been writing and have been wanting to collaborate with others. And so one lady in the States in particular, I've been able to help her with some lyrics while she's been writing some music and she's now putting an album out, which is really exciting. I think wanting to, wanting to honor God with the creativity we have, wanting to bless others and actually helping others with their gifts as well. I think is a really great way to go forward and then see what God do see what God does with that. Yeah, I think probably more people than we realize struggle with that. Struggle with the idea of I have these creative abilities or whatever it is, whatever your gifting is, knowing that you have or at least feeling led that you have this sort of gifting but really feeling insecure about putting that out into the world. Now, for whatever reason that is, but I think from a Christian mindset, a lot of people can get caught up in the idea of, I need to be humble through this. And to your point, am I elevating my person or am I elevating the message of Christ through this? How do I handle that? How do I work through that in my mind? And what if I benefit from this? What if I actually personally end up benefiting from this. I mean, you, you are meant to benefit from it, right? If God is working through you. The message of Christ is working. I believe that we are meant to to have our life improved, to have our life impacted as well as impact others through our gifting. And I think it's an ongoing relationship with the Lord, isn't it? And, it's, and, and in that ongoing relationship, it's always good to be allowing him to check our hearts as we go. So something with me is been writing devotions for a while now and this year decided to put them on podcast, just short podcasts. And so putting them out most weeks, 
But I found myself getting a little bit obsessed with the numbers. How many people have downloaded this? And am I getting any feedback? And, and I realized after a while that I was too interested in the measurements of success, how many people might have listened to it. And, and, that, and that really caused me to, I really felt the Lord was shining his light and causing me to examine my heart with that. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, numbers are important, I guess. If we were sharing our creativity and, and nobody was benefiting from it, then you'd have to think twice about whether we're doing it the right way. But to become over-obsessed with the success of something or even our own benefit from something is upside down as well. So I think it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing relationship with God, isn't it? God, I want to do this, but I want to do the best I can as well. Yeah, it is a growth period, and I was actually talking to someone a, a little while back ago in a similar vein to this conversation. We were talking about something that he was doing, sort of a ministry that he was in, and a similar thing. He was, They were focused on the amount of people that was involved or the amount of people that was being maybe impacted, so to speak, by what they were doing. And it wasn't until several years later, and he was doing something slightly different at that point in time, someone actually came back to him and just told him how deep of an impact that had on their life and really went into detail on, on some specific things that, that that ministry and the things that they were doing at that time had just really changed their life and really impacted their life. And then he was talking about looking back on that at the time, I thought, man, this was a really small ministry or this was a really small action. And I was frustrated that it wasn't bigger than it was. And then I had that hindsight that that individual came up to me and told me what a profound impact it had on them and said it really changed their mindset in a lot of ways moving forward of uh, changing from a checkbox on the numbers to the actually deep impact that we have on individuals. And that has to be way more important, doesn't it? Yeah. I think another thing that's really struck me about the sort of creative process as well is the importance of realizing that God gives us something in its raw form. And one of the joys of being creative is to, to then hone those gifts, to, to grow in those gifts. To, and that means not everything is going to be great, and that's part of the process. So with songwriting, not every song is going to be fantastic. And, and a lot of times you're going to throw things away that just aren't that great. And it's interesting because I've been watching, because of my the generation that I grew up in, I was a huge Beatles fan. And I, I don't know if it's popular where you are, but um, Peter Jackson videos of the Get Back videos that are out at the moment about the Beatles around the time of when they're splitting and splitting up. And I've been watching some of that and looking at their creative process of writing together particularly uh, McCartney and Lennon writing together. And it's really interesting how a lot of what they create didn't end up, a lot of it ended up on the cutting floor. A lot of it was ditched. Some of the words that they were singing in early parts of the movie, they're, they're, they're ditched and they're replaced with other words. And the creative process is trying different things, isn't it? And seeing what works and what doesn't work. And I think very much being creative and asking for the Lord's inspiration to be creative, it doesn't mean that every lyric or everything that we write is going to be absolutely as God intended it because we're not writing the word of God. We're still human and we're still, we still have to work things out. We still have to fine tune things and hone things and shape things. And so I think that's one of the things that I've had to learn over the years is that you're in a process. You're not going to write things that are perfect. Invite other people to honestly share what they think about, about things 
and keep working on them to do the best that you can. Actually, one story I'd like to share just to do with writing is that I had an idea for a... I'm really into sci-fi. My wife and I love science fiction. And uh, I had an idea for a Christian novel, and it was a science fiction novel. It was to do with time travel, and it was a really cool idea. I wrote it about, when was it, about 2002, something like that, nearly 20 years. And I thought it was the best thing ever. The Lord had given me this story. It's going to go around the world. It's going to sell millions. And I couldn't get a publisher. I thought I'd written a really good story. And and well-meaning friends had read it and said, oh, yeah, this is really great. You should put it out. But I couldn't get it. Anyway, years went by. And and I kept working on trying to improve writing and trying different things. And then eventually I, I wrote a book which I published this year. And I thought I'd go back and have a look at the book that I'd tried to publish 20 years ago. In fact, I self-published it, but didn't sell many. And I had a look at it and I thought, oh my word, this is terrible. In other words, I, I think I, by the Lord's grace, I had improved a bit between then and now. And when I look back on that early stuff, I realised why I didn't get a publisher. is because it just wasn't good enough. That There were some good ideas in there but there were some things I still needed to learn about writing and about how to create characters and how to, how to put things together so that, so that they communicate well. And that really taught me a lesson that being creative is not like the Lord just drops something in your head and it's 100% perfect. It's very much you work on it, you work on it. With the Lord's help, you, you do the best you can and keep crafting. I think we can be a bit of a perfectionist when we're working with our own creation when we're creating things we can get so wrapped up in it and to your point we can actually forget to get outside of that space and really get other people brought into our process and i think that is pretty important because that is our ability to let other people impact us in how we shape and how we form and how we grow and i mean i think that's I think that's huge, and I think that's probably something that everyone that is creating something has probably gone through to some degree at one point in their life. But letting people in probably as early as possible, to your point, if we had had if we had people or if you had people in your life that really felt comfortable and, and that had the knowledge to do this, but also really felt comfortable to say, hey, Terry, I, I, I want to give you some really – constructive pointers on this. You could have grown right earlier on. And so I think letting other people impact us and help us grow is important. Yeah, absolutely. And so actually, when I wrote the book that I published earlier this year, I invited a friend who was a retired Bible college lecturer to go through it because it was a a book with a lot of scriptural references in it. And I wanted him to check those actually, but he actually looked at my writing as well. And he looked at it with a fine tooth comb. And some of the things he noticed in that, I thought, oh my goodness, I never saw that. And it became embarrassing. Chapter by chapter, I was sending him chapters and he was looking through them and sending them back. And there was a lot of red ink on there. There was a lot of things where he was saying, yeah, I'm not sure the grammar's right here. and I'm not sure if you've, you've quite got your understanding right there. And there was a lot of what he thought were things I needed to re-look at. And it was quite a humbling process. But, you know, I so appreciated it because at the end of it all, when I looked at his criticisms, I realized 
there was a lot I still needed to learn and I was able to put those things, I was able to relook at those things and, and rewrite some things. And then of course it went through a professional editing, editing process as well. And that, that sometimes then shows up, oh my goodness, there's other stuff here that uh, maybe isn't as, as good as it could be. And I think there's a balance, isn't there? On, on one hand, God loves us to be creative in the moment just to honour him. But I think he loves it when we have that mindset that says, I, I want to do the best I can for God. And, and I think, therefore, we need honest people around us, don't we? Who will say, yeah, actually, there's real potential there, but you still need to work on this bit and you still need to work on that bit. And I, take, I think part of being creative, actually, I think is learning to be secure in God, that it's okay to hear honest feedback from other people and that we need to be comfortable with that if we're going to do the best that we can do. Yeah, I would even say we need to hear honest feedback from other people. We need to allow that space in our life for people to to speak in. I think it would be interesting just from the path that you come to this in from a creative standpoint. How have you identified those people? Because those people don't just show up in your life and, and say, hey, let me offer some <laughs> expertise and help you grow in this area. You have to work at that. And so what has been a process for you that you have either develop the relationships that have allowed those people to come into your life or has there been another process or just how have you come about that? I guess you, if you're inviting people into that creative process and you want honest feedback, you want people who have a degree of expertise in that area, one. So as much as your mum loves you, if she doesn't have any expertise in that area, her opinion is going to be 100% encouraging, but it's probably not going to be you know, helpful in terms of honing your gift. I'm not insulting anybody's mums there, but it's easy to share sometimes the things that we have produced with our loved ones and knowing that we'll get a great response from them. But actually, you want to share with people who have some expertise in that area, one. And then two, you want to share with people who will be there's no point sharing with somebody who will paint a very rosy picture of what you've done. And, and I think that was the problem when I wrote my science fiction book that I think I only really showed people who just wanted to encourage me rather than giving me really honest feedback. But I knew that with this friend, with the book I released this year, I knew that he was a good enough friend and expertise. I knew that he would be honest and helpful and it turned out he was he very much was and so I really valued his feedback so yeah I think yeah show things to your friends play your songs to your friends or show your writing to your friends but it's better to go beyond that if you want to really grow grow in those gifts yeah find people who are, have some experience and some expertise and people who'll be honest and are not afraid to be honest yeah, I think it's important I think once you've gotten to the point where you are relatively sure what you're passionate about from a creative standpoint or at least started to identify what your gifting is from a creative standpoint. I think at some point in time, it's important to really prioritize people that can speak into your life from that perspective. And sometimes maybe that actually could be seeking out a coach or seeking out training, but sometimes you can be very intentional about developing relationships with people that can speak into your life in that way. So I think that can be really powerful and important. Terry, this has been really great. I know we're going to do another segment as well. We're going to dive a, a little bit more into the side of identifying the audience that you should be 
getting your creative abilities in front of and really identifying who you can impact from that perspective. And I know that's going to be a really great conversation as well. Terry, you have a lot of material out there, but I know you have some specific things that you have just released. And I, I, I want to make sure our audience knows how to find that and, and also just follow you. Yeah, thanks, Brent. So my website is just simply terrynightingale.com. So T-E-R-Y Nightingale, N-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-A-L-E.com. And that is really just a platform with the blogs. So the four minute devotions, if you love to have to read something of the scriptures every day. They're there to serve you. And so some of those are on podcasts as well. And so that is on there as well. And a couple of books are available there. Probably best if you're interested in the books, actually to order them locally, maybe through Amazon or something like that. But if you're in Australia, you can order them through the website. Yeah, there's some musical stuff on there as well. And particularly some music that uh, my son and I have done together, which... uh, I'm hoping we'll be blessing to churches. So, uh, yeah, terrynightingale.com. That's awesome. I appreciate that, Terry. Appreciate what you're doing. Looking forward to diving into that. Definitely encourage our audience to check out some of that material as well. Terry, it's been great having you on. Looking forward to chatting again soon. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for joining us in this series as we explore more about who Jesus is. So much in our society has been influenced by his life in some way. Something I think about is that if I wanted to be the best painter I could possibly be, I would probably find the best painter in history to pattern after, maybe Leonardo da Vinci. If I wanted to create a really cool computer company, I would probably follow Steve Jobs. Plus, I don't know, apples are my favorite fruit, so that sort of makes sense. If I wanted to live the best life I possibly could, not just a good life, not even just a great life, but the best life, I would try to find someone who lived life perfectly. The only person I know of who has done that is Jesus. If you heard something today you're curious about, you have questions on, or you simply want to learn how to apply the message that Jesus gave us to your own life, I invite you to reach out. You can contact us just by going to our page at befundbecon.com forward slash Jesus taught me that. I'll see you on the next episode.